she is a lifestyle blogger, published author, bucket list crosser, and a girl that's a little obsessed with pandas. Her mission? To bring you Utah's most influential people. Each week, Nina will get personal with her guests as they share their messages in hopes to inspire you. Are you ready? Welcome to the Nina Talks Podcast. Closing social was the Stepford party. Oh yeah! Oh my but gosh! I the pearl necklace. Yes. Yeah. The shirt dresses. It was fabulous. But I don't remember the name of the conference. Anyway, so that was the first time I met you <laughs> and Casey. Of also of keeping it simple. That's yes. I think that's yes. the right one. Keeping it simple. Yes. And um, I think we had interacted a few times, but I remember the most because you were introducing me to Casey, and you're like. She spells her name in the cutest way. <laughs> and this was probably, I mean, it's got to be, what, six moons ago, maybe? No, I think it was almost or ten more? years ago. Yeah. I, I don't remember. So this was a while. So now I know that Casey spells her name in a really cute way. <laughs> and that you appreciate that. And you are forever, the two of you are forever tied in my mind. <laughs> I love that name so much, you guys. We'll have to, we'll have to, to get her in on this oh too. my gosh me too i would love to have casey on and <laughs> oh she's so cute you know so we can revive those memories right maybe she remembers it too <laughs> maybe she remembers it better than i do because i'm like wait that's how we met okay here's the thing about bloggers you guys i feel like obviously we catch up with each other online and uh, we keep tabs on facebook instagram through our blogs but when we see each other face to face it's like we just saw each other yesterday <laughs> like we you know, it's so true. It, I love it. <coughs> yeah, some of my very most favorite people I've met through blogging. And it's great because I never would have met them otherwise. Oh, my and gosh. And so they're like my favorites. That's how I feel. I know. I it's love the it. best. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm so excited to have you on. <laughs> I'm I so have, uh, oh, my gosh, you guys, I have so many questions for her. <laughs> She's going to be prepared for this because, yeah. you know, it's going to be fun. Yeah. So I'm going to hop right in. And I think Let's you're ready go for, for this. So Let's do can it. you tell me about your business and how you decided on it? Okay. So it's a little bit of a long story, but I'll give you the condensed version. <laughs> when I was in high school, I took interior design classes and watercolor classes. Actually, just one watercolor class. And at that time, I decided to go into interior design. So that's what I got my degree in. While and Although I didn't paint a ton while attending college because college – I did still paint off and on throughout the years. And so I got my degree. We, I ended up getting married and starting a family and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's a, when you go to school in design, you are trained to be 
a specific type of designer, like the more stereotypical designer, where you do the entire room for the client and or you could do the entire house. It's a complete turnkey remodel where you do top to bottom every single room and the client just arrives and it's done and it's ready to go. And so that's what my training background is. But as I got older and lived life and had a family and kids, I know, budget. <laughs> yes, my view changed a little bit and I realized that I wanted to be more of a designer that I could afford <laughs> instead okay. of, you know, because it does cost, and it's worth it. If, if you can afford it and can hire a designer, it's, it's a lot of hours of work. They do an amazing job. All those inconveniences of having to deal with furniture delivery and accessory selection and paint color and all of that stuff, it takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of time, and it's definitely worth it. But not everyone can afford it. And so that's how I got into consulting and staging. So for staging is more for real estate. When someone's getting ready to sell their house, I help them stage their house, meaning I'm not doing it for them, like packing them up, but it's more like a staging consult. So we literally go room from room and itemize lists of every single thing that person needs to do. And it's all, it can be wow. very overwhelming. <laughs> and so I try to <laughs> ease people into it. I mean, I am opening up closets. I am, you know, in every single room. And... Because the reality of it is, you're moving. You're, you're going to have to pack up all that stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. So you can pack it up now and make your house look its best and sell it quickly, or you cannot do that and it will take longer. <laughs> it just is. Because even though, like, we all logically know that when we buy a house and move in, the previous owner's stuff is all going to be gone. <laughs> We're visual creatures, and we walk into it, and we see, if we see a home that is crowded and cluttery, and the linen closet stuff falls out when you open it, and all that kind of stuff, you're thinking, oh, this, this house isn't big enough, or it doesn't have good storage, or whatever. And so you want to give your potential home buyers, you know, an experience. So I do staging, and then I also do consulting, which I really love to do. So, which is for me, when I do consults, um, I meet with a client, and we they can pick. So, a lot of times they'll have several rooms, like a family room, dining room, kitchen, open concept, or a couple of rooms, and I just do it in hourly blocks. So, I do it a minimum of two hours, because we know it's going to take a minimum of two hours, and we just go through what is what your vision is, what we can do, I give ideas, I um, can suggest shops, stores, paint colors, furniture arrangement, uh, drapery. I've helped with gallery walls to get them organized to be how they want it to be. And that. yeah, because putting together a, a gallery wall that is not like nine identical frames is hard. It's hard <laughs> to get a balance. <laughs> So, yeah, so those are the design aspects that I do. And it's nice because most people, if you're investing in your home, you can afford that. And you take that information that I give you, and then you run with it, and you and you go for it bit by bit, however you can afford it or if you already have it. I had a client where she had a bunch of accessories that she had purchased, and most of them secondhand. And oh, she was like, okay. I love all these things. I just don't know how to put this together. So that's what we did is we pulled out what's true for her mantle and a gallery wall and just different rooms. So 
that's kind of my focus, which has also led into um, how I do my art. I am also a watercolor painter, which Yay. feels kind of <laughs> weird to say that because I don't have a degree in it, but a lot of artists don't. And it's funny because, you know, I was waiting for a really long time for someone to come along and give me permission to be a watercolor artist, and that's never going to happen. So <laughs> I'm trying to give myself permission to do that. Oh, she's amazing, <laughs> Oh, you are so sweet to say that. I love painting and I love sharing it. And I want to do it in a way that's affordable so that someone can get a print and they can get a frame and they can hang it up and look at the beauty because, you know, everyone deserves to have a beautiful home, whether it's a studio apartment or a 10-bedroom mansion. We all need to have beauty in our homes and in our lives. Our homes are our sanctuaries from the world. Oh, my gosh. So So true. Is that's what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> oh, I love it. And I mean, you guys, she's already doing that in such a wonderful way. You're so I, sweet. I'm obsessed with your paintings. I <laughs> really am. I think they're wonderful. Thank you. And thank uh, you. Yeah, it's fun. So as you can tell, she is a home, you know, she does home decor and all that fun stuff. So I thought it would be fun to ask her some questions that go along with that, just so hopefully you guys can leave this episode learning a little bit about certain things that you should be doing at your home and uh, things that you should be when you are looking to buy a house or fun things like that so is there what are the home trends that you are seeing for this year so far I know the year just started but I'm sure there's been trends already right yeah yeah there's definitely trends the thing to remember is any list of trends coming in or out varies depending on who is publishing it oh okay I was looking at one today actually looking through it and it's funny because a couple of their trends actually contradicted each other one said that jewel tones are on their way out and the other one said that jewel tones are going strong oh my gosh so yeah (laughs) so really it depends on your source and it depends on your your preference i am noticing which i love is a focus on more sustainable products and responsibly sourced products businesses are really taking environmental factors seriously which I love because so important you know we only have one earth we need to take care of it and so I am seeing a lot of shifts in that direction and also um, it does seem pretty consistently that there seems to be a a moving away from a lot of knickknacks and a more cluttery style and I think we probably have Marie Kondo to thank for oh, that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I a love little that. bit. And kind of an upswing in interest in minimalism and simplifying our homes and our lives just to, to find more fulfilling aspects. But I do feel like things are becoming a little bit less knickknacky focused. I feel like growing up in houses, you know, when I was a kid, there were always more knickknacks and stuff like that. And I feel like in a lot of ways, we're moving away from that and moving more towards art and meaningful pieces in our home so that everything has a connection or a story or it's just a piece of beauty and you love it instead of you know everybody having the same figurine in their house because that's what everyone bought that year oh for sure okay that's that's really good to know and I feel like a lot of you are probably thinking "Uh oh (laughs) I have these things from like 10 years ago what do I do with this (laughs) right exactly and my feelings are if you have it from 10 years ago and you look at it and you love it and you smile every time you see it, then, then keep display it. it. Keep it. Yes, okay. absolutely. Good to yeah. know. 
good to know. And also on the opposite end, if you've had something for 10 years and every time you look at it, you're just kind of meh, it's okay <laughs> to let it go. Let it go. Yes. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> is there, with that, is there a style that maybe we should be, stay away from when we're thinking about designing or decorating? My biggest tip on that is if you don't like it, don't do it and don't put it in your home. Okay. Uh, it's really easy to get caught up in trends and styles. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of, there's, there's a lot of shiplap in this world. Oh my God. And, yes. and you know, if you love shiplap, then shiplap away. Go for it. But if you don't, it's okay. You don't have to shiplap yeah. something just because you watch a certain <laughs> show. It's okay. So that I would say so good to know. <laughs> definitely <laughs> stick with what you love. And, you know, even if it's a trend and you love that trend, you'll love it mm -hmm. even when it's no longer officially trendy. True. You'll still love it because it speaks to you. And there are some trends that... And, and I know a lot of designers have gotten, and a good example uh -huh. is mixed metals. Oh, okay. That's yeah, really I've trendy. That. A lot mm -hmm. of a lot of designers do it. A lot of people do it. And I struggle with mixed metals. Gotcha. <laughs> I, okay. I can do it a little bit, but I don't like a lot of mixed metals. And it's okay. Because, That's you know, good. in a few years, it probably won't be trendy anymore. Uh -huh. And... And I'll still be like, I never liked it anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't know if you remember this, the the chevron, the the, the chevron. Oh trend. yes, and I, I remember like chevron. It was the year where all the bloggers everywhere, everything, we were everything doing, was chevron. I mean, I did it, <laughs> and I thought, I mean, all the bloggers are doing yes. it, so I must do it too. There was chevron. Yeah, it so was it, chevron was strong. It, it was, was on good. walls. It was on fabric. Yeah. It was everywhere. Decor. Like yeah, chevron maxi skirts. <laughs> yep. Yes, I remember having those as well. Okay, so maybe the shiplap. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. And if you, away, so. if you truly love chevron, then you probably still love it. You were just able okay. to get it better that's during true. that time. Uh huh. And and that's great. Like enjoy the chevron. It's fine. <laughs> but don't feel the need. There isn't anything where you should have something that you like. I don't think. Others may disagree, but I don't think you should have it just because it's a trend. everyone else has it. Yeah. Okay. Only if it speaks to you and you love it. I really love that advice, you guys, because I feel a lot of designers, maybe they are following the trends. Like you said, they're like, no, this is what you need in your home. Mm -hmm. But then you're like, but that's not me. Right. That's not who I am. So why should I have this in my home just because you right? tell me to? So this is yes. wonderful coming from you <laughs> and you know your stuff. So <laughs> yeah, no, this is awesome. So is there maybe a color combination that maybe we should, it works well together when we're decorating? Well, there are a lot. If you're really into design, you can Google color schemes, and it'll give you an explanation of the different kinds of color schemes on a color wheel. So there's complementary and split complementary, accented really? neutral, all of those kind of things. So that can give you a good place to start if you're really kind of at a loss. But there are some color combinations that I love, and they're not a color scheme. <laughs> like, for instance, yellow and blue. How often do you see yellow and blue together? Oh, all never. the time. But it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And it is not an official color scheme. Same with like blush and navy. That's really popular right now. That pinky oh, blush and navy. Okay, yeah. It's beautiful. Also not a color scheme. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. So you can do a color scheme, but don't be hindered by having to label it as a color scheme. Really kind of 
go with your gut and what colors you love and start from there. That's, I mean, that's good to know. So, okay, so now we know a little bit about it, and then we're over here thinking, okay, how do I begin this journey? So where do I start? How do I go about it? So is there a way that we can maybe figure out what our style is? Absolutely. I think that style terms and titles can be kind of intimidating for a lot of people. Uh-huh, like you have sure. to, you can only love mid-century modern, or you can <laughs> only love, you know, boho chic. And it can be intimidating. So I recommend to people um, to just take a step back and start paying attention to what you like. Get some magazines, and it doesn't have to be for a specific room. It doesn't have to be in a specific color scheme. And start cutting out pictures. And you're essentially making your own mood board of, of awesome. rooms that you love. And it can be colors. If you see a specific color in a nail polish ad, if you really love that color, put that on your mood board because that's telling you something about your personal style. And what you'll find as you collect all of these pictures from magazines, books, kind of maybe be careful cutting pictures out of books, (laughs) um, ads on Instagram, things online, you could do Pinterest. Once what you will find that you have a specific style, it may not have a title or a name, but you have your own unique style, and that kind of gives you a point of focus. It really hones in on, this is what I like. I tend to like, so for instance, it could be noticing that I really like a lot of neutrals with a pop of a really bright color, a jewel tone, which depending on which designer you talk about is going in or out, either way. If you like it, go for it. Or you could find that you like having a lot of nature so you're going to want more raw wood and stone and and accessories in your home that are from nature could be crystals rocks anything like that sand dollars seashells so you'll find what you love in these things when you just approach it with you're not looking for what you should do to your house or what should be done or what people say is in style it's just a hundred percent what you like interesting yeah. okay this gives me a lot of idea. i'm thinking about my style now <laughs> like okay what am i <laughs> this is awesome well if it makes you feel any better i think most of us are eclectic oh yeah that's a good yeah. one mm-hmm. i feel like i'm a little eclectic <laughs> though as it is <laughs> because we may love i i love mid-century modern but uh-huh. my house isn't in completely mid-century modern okay so i have i'm kind of mid-century boho chic something or other and so it's technically eclectic and it's totally fine it's what works for you in your family in your home i love that that's really good advice you guys is there um who is your biggest home decor inspiration do you have one oh this is tricky i i don't actually have one particular home decor I, i have a favorite architect i love the work of frank lloyd wright um, the furniture, the furniture designs by the Ames are beautiful. It's more mid-century modern. There's, there have been a lot of designers and architects and that I appreciate their style, but there isn't, I don't have one home decor inspiration in particular, although I, I really do respect Martha Stewart as well. Yeah. People love her, people hate her, but she's very successful. That is so true. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. <laughs> but I do have a couple of design mottos and principles that are my favorite and that first one I learned in college 
at the very beginning of school, and it's form follows function. That was the first time I had ever heard that phrase, form follows function, which essentially means that a piece of furniture or a design of a room, it needs to be functional first. It needs to serve the purpose. And then after that is where we add in the beauty part. That's really good. What is the point of having a beautiful chair that you can't sit in? (laughs) Let me tell you how many times I've been to places where I'm like, this is beautiful, but how (laughs) can I sit? Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. And it it is the core principle of interior design. And a lot of designers break that rule. Uh But in your home, really, it should be form follows function it needs to serve its purpose it's like if you had a KitchenAid mixer and it was a really pretty color but it didn't work would you keep it no because then it's just clutter true so it goes with everything in your home and my other favorite saying that kind of ties into that is everything in your home should be either useful or beautiful and okay. it just it helps us narrow it down. Is it useful? Do you use it? Because you know what? We don't all love our ladles. You don't have to love your ladle, <laughs> but you need a ladle. And so, and it's okay to just have it. And whether it sparks joy for you, that's on you. Like some people, their ladles do. Or it should be beautiful, but it shouldn't be kept. I think it's really common, and I'm certainly guilty of it, is to keep an item of decor or something that you don't love because you've had it for 10 years or somebody gave it to you or it was a wedding gift or a birthday gift or you picked it up at a yard sale and if you've had something for 20 years why get rid of it now the thing is is if it's not beautiful to you anymore why keep it now just just let it go and it's hard it's so So hard hard. like i think i might be a hoarder at heart and i'm trying i'm like fighting (laughs) against it but yeah it is it's hard to do, but I think you'll be happier with the results in the long term if you really focus on form follows function and useful or beautiful. I'm going to have this, like, written down where <laughs> I can, like, keep looking at it when I'm going through my house, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Just right. like I'm sure to do this way. <laughs> that is awesome. So speaking of going through my house, when uh, we're decorating, should I focus on uh, – one specific room or should I focus on the whole home or how should I how should this process go I guess well again that really depends on the person some people feel better to have the entire home planned out they know what they want to do I think the percentage of of that is small (laughs) because that is it is a lot of work um, especially if you don't have a large budget to tackle it all at once because there is possibility if you have a 10-year plan to decorate your house, number one, those things could no longer be available, and number two, you could uh, no longer like it because, sure. you know, things change. So you can do that. It really depends on a person. I would say a small percentage likes to know what their whole house is going to be, and if you have a really strong sense of what your personal style is, and you know this is just how you do things, that may be a really good place for you to be, that it works for you. The majority of the people that I work with and that I've done myself is painting one room at a time, and it can be one room per month. There are a lot of bloggers that do the one one room a month challenge, and it's great. Like, I do that. I've been working on that this year, but for me it's more organizing one room at a time. And sometimes decorating, depending on the room. I don't really need to decorate my pantry. But, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
Possibly. I mean, maybe. It might it would probably benefit. But <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> um so yeah. I think most people will start it. and I do think most people start in a family room because that's where we spend most of our time. We start with our kids' bedrooms because it's your kids. I think the room that is neglected the most is the master bedroom. Yes. Right? I think that. Because you know, those of us that are moms, we know we always put ourselves last. Mm-hmm. And and it's hard to say, I'm going to take this money, this chunk of money, and I'm not going to spend it on my kids. I'm going to spend it in a room that only I get to enjoy. It is so hard. Is hard. And and if you saw my bedroom, you would be like, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't quite gotten to my master bedroom yet. <laughs> but... It is something that you just, you don't want to totally neglect. And I'm doing better, but there was a while there when I was like, our room is just where the other furniture goes to die. It just lives out its last days because no one else in the house wants it. So it ends up in our room. So I'm working on it. That's good. <laughs> We're not perfect. No, even designers, our houses aren't perfect. But, yeah, so <laughs> I I feel like if you're doing your own home, odds are you're going to be going one room at a time. And that's great. And the thing to remember, too, is, you know, it takes time. But also, we evolve as we grow and learn and our likes change. And when we get to the last room, we'll probably start all over again with refreshing the first room we started. And that's normal because we evolve just and our homes evolve just like we do. You know, when we're little, we have, you know, kid-proof everything and... You know, their rooms are bright colors, and everything is a playroom, and uh, the corners all have cushions on them and stuff like that. And as our families change and grow, that changes, and our styles change. And, and it's great. It's okay. Like, embrace it. This is where it comes back to if you've had something for a really long time, but you don't love it anymore. It's because you've evolved, and it's okay to let it go. That's such good advice because <laughs> I'm going through this transition right now in my home. Mm-hmm. And uh, my kids' rooms, it's like the first thing I'm going to focus on. Is mm-hmm. like, okay, got to get this done. But I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to start focusing on the master bedroom, too, yes. because it is the, the last room I look. It always in. is. Oh, my girls have already planned murals for their rooms. <laughs> I haven't gotten to How it cute. yet. They, they Are you, you actually going to paint them? Yes, oh, wow. because I've lost that's my amazing. mind. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Well, their first, the room that they shared when we first moved into our house is now kind of a playroom. And in that room, I hand-painted clouds on their ceiling. No way. Okay. (laughs) Oh, it took me hours. Do you have a photo of this? I do. We'll have to put it in the show notes because that is really cool. (laughs) Yep. The walls walls are like a purpley color, (gasps) the periwinkle, and then the ceiling is blue with white clouds. And then... It was it's so fun because in the white part of the clouds, I put glow-in-the-dark stars. <gasps> so you can't see it during the day, but at night oh, you can see it. That's <laughs> so cute. That's every kid's r- like dream right? to have a playroom like that. That's really yeah. cute. So that was it was hard, but it was so fun. We had a good time with it. Yeah. But now the the next the next painting requests might be a little bit more complicated. <laughs> Only one of them is on the ceiling. The other one's on the wall. Oh, so I have a okay. chance. Okay, so that's good. Painting on a ceiling is not as easy as you would think. That's got to hurt your arm after uh, a while. Yeah, it was very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh my gosh. 
gosh, that's exciting though. I wish I, I was that good of a artist where I can just paint oh, off my well. house. I don't know. There are YouTube tutorials if you're oh, looking for okay. painting clouds on ceilings or walls or whatever. Okay. There are YouTube tu okay. tutorials so you can look it up. If my kids are into that, I might do that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for their playroom. We'll see. <laughs> so wait, here's the thing. I not that I feel like maybe a lot of people out there are the same way where you know they want to decorate, they want to do all these fun things with their home, but they feel like maybe the accessories or things that they're buying might be a little bit too pricey. So maybe mm -hmm. there is there a place somewhere <laughs> in Utah maybe that or online that we can go to and find things that are affordable yet stylish and you know, that's not gonna break your bank, I guess. It's decorating your whole home. <laughs> I absolutely understand. I've lived that life too, actually. Uh -huh. You know, when at, at some point, you know, we'll we won't all be living that life, but uh -huh. you know, we were poor newlyweds, and then he was in school, and you had kids, and then you're paying for your school loans, and oh then you have gosh. kids that are in dance and football and hockey, and there's always so many places for your money always. to go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I totally understand that, and I think we can be creative. Sometimes when we buy things, we have to put a little work into it, but we save so much money. You can find great things at yard sales. I've found things at secondhand stores. I found a beautiful reproduction Queen Anne love seat <gasps> secondhand, and it's Whoa. gorgeous. And it is now in my music room, and I love it. And I actually didn't have to do anything to it; it was ready to go. And Ooh, I think my husband okay. cleaned it with an upholstery cleaner, but it didn't require uh, significant repair work to it. But yeah, I've, I've. Um, I've bought things at secondhand stores, yard sales. There's also consignment shops. Those are going to be a little bit more oh, expensive okay. because that's higher-end items. Okay. But it's still quite a bit less than what you, you would pay full price. The other um, place that I've gotten things is antique stores for fun little accessories. Oh, yeah. I have a cute little wooden rocking chair that I got at an antique oh. store up north. And um, I love it. It makes me happy every time I see it. And they have a little elephant print stand that I got at the same store. It was just, it was the best. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, getting it all there. But also, too, when you're redoing your room, I would say the first place to start is in your own house. Oh, my gosh. That is so true. <laughs> right? <laughs> that we, is so true. We have accessories, and then we put it here, or we put it there, or we get this, and we don't know what to do with it, so we stick it on the shelf. But when you're redoing your room, and you have a particular vision in mind, start by wandering around your house and seeing what you can use that you already have. Uh -huh. And I've done stuff. My daughter has a cute little owl lantern, and it was in her room, and it was just on a shelf. It wasn't a centerpiece or anything. And I said, can I borrow this? Can I use this in this room? And she's like, oh, yeah, go ahead and take it. It's fine. <laughs> so, and it does help when your kids have cute stuff, too. <laughs> but yeah, start with your own house because even something as simple and as free as rearranging your existing accessories gives the room a little bit of a boost. And it kind of just makes it feel new without spending any money on that. So that's what I say is to start. And then if you're going to secondhand stores, yard sales, a can of spray paint can give whole new life yes. to anything. And if you're really into a... Um, if you're really into refinishing furniture or do larger pieces, a spray, a paint sprayer, uh -huh. a 
good quality one is worth it. Oh, yes, I okay. have one. It's I believe it's Glasner brand. Okay. And we've been like doing some furniture with it, and it's oh. amazing. It gives it a really nice finished look, uh -huh. a smooth look, so you don't have brush strokes and you don't have roller strokes, yeah. and it gives it a look of what it would look like if you were to buy it. And really? um, it's it's really great so if you're hardcore into that and I believe with the one that I have you can actually paint rooms too so if this is something that you're really into and you're willing to DIY in your house it would be good to invest in the quality tools uh -huh. that will save you money in the long run but sometimes sometimes we find a really funky mirror at a secondhand store and all we need is a can of gold spray paint and that works too so yeah look if you find something that has good bones or a good shape or a good design to it, odds are you'll be able to paint it nice to your house and you'll love it. Yes, okay, <laughs> that's great advice because I feel like that will save you a lot of money in the long run. Um, Absolutely. And I mean, in Utah, I feel like we do have a lot of, you know, we have DI, we have Savers, we have all these, you know, secondhand stores that you mm -hmm. can go to. There's a Goodwill. And Goodwill. Mm -hmm. So I think you just have to sometimes be lucky, I guess, on certain, yes. I don't know if there's certain days that are better or not. But right, I don't know either. I don't know. I don't I know if there's like a secret code <laughs> or something. Well, I did hear that with everyone Marie condoing the house, now is a good time to get things secondhand shops. That is but true, yeah. I think also with spring coming and people cleaning out their garages and their attics and their basements, I think there's going to be a lot of yard sales. A lot of times at the end of a yard sale, people are like, just take it so we don't have to deal yeah. with it. Um, if you're a, a hardcore bargainer, you can you can drive down the price that way too. Yeah. So yeah, there are a lot of options. You just have to kind of look past the initial mm -hmm. appearance of an item. Yeah, I feel see. like a lot of us, maybe some people are like that, where they're like, oh, it just looks so dirty and I don't want to touch it. And that's, <laughs> right. you know, where they kind of pass on the item. Right. But you are right. If you just yeah. kind of look, have that vision mm -hmm. before going into it. Exactly. Well, the love seat that we have, it was covered in white cat hair. Oh. And so <laughs> to first look at it, you're like, oh, I don't yeah. know that I want that. But we, we just cleaned it with a, a home cleaning, carpet cleaning, upholstery cleaning machine. Oh, it wasn't okay. even anything fancy. It was just one you would have at home. And it looks perfect. The wood oh. detailing is perfect. It's in great shape. And every time someone comes to my house, they comment on it. And actually, I have a really good friend who got married about a year and a half ago, and she used it in her engagement photos. No way. They took okay. it up into the mountains <gasps> and did all their pictures on it, and they're gorgeous. Okay, I also need to see a photo of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I have so that. cool. Okay. <laughs> it's That's gorgeous. Really cool. I loved it. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I want to find myself like a furniture piece that I'm like, <gasps> yes. super proud of. Yes, that so. this is my one my one of my biggest scores. But and I do frequently shop uh -huh. at secondhand stores for everything, but I always check the furniture and look mm. at it. I found it's like a little antique sewing desk. I don't know if oh. it's technically antique. It's kind of an art deco style. Okay. So it looks it's under a hundred years old, so it's not like oh. technically an antique, but it's, but old it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I find some good stuff, and it's okay to keep looking. My wheels are turning. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll have to go shopping one day. We'll Please. we'll live shop <gasps> a secondhand machine. That, that would be so I fun. Think that would be so fun. That would be really fun, yeah. and we can see what we find. 
Yeah. Like, it's nice like to other challenge. people's feet. Exactly. Yeah. And to see, you see this thing here, is it worth refinishing or repainting? Right. And yeah. so I think that's where you can get into really some fun colors and to make more statement pieces. Be, you know, you find something that looks, it's got good bones and you really like the structure of it, but you can paint it yeah. a beautiful blue color and it just be like this amazing gotcha piece that everyone will love the minute yeah. they walk in. Okay. <laughs> no, I... Okay, we're definitely going to go shopping. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love this. And I mean, it, sometimes I feel like it gets overwhelming. So how, Absolutely. for example, me, you know, busy or other people out there listening, they might be super busy with their life. So how mm-hmm. can we find uh, someone like you or where, you know, where do you go and how do we know who to pick or? Okay, so that gets yeah. a little tricky. Most designers will do how we talked about before. They plan the entire room so it would be all new furniture, all new accessories, that sort of thing. So you're paying for more, and it's worth it if you have the money and yeah. don't have the time to be highly involved. Like, for instance, we bought a new sofa a little over a year ago. I am still arguing with the company to get them to fix it. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Since December <gasps> of 2017. Wow. That is a long time. <laughs> it's okay. a really long time. Yeah. And if that happens, someone else deals with it. So that yeah. would be like the stereotypical interior design service. Okay. Okay. And now the other the terms you want to be looking for, because there are not a lot of us like me that do a more consulting approach, but that is one thing. Consulting, interior design consulting. Okay. Also, it can be uh, termed as interior styling because what they're okay. doing is coming into your home and it can be one of both one of two ways they can restyle what you already have with furniture accessories etc or they can for instance if you want a family room done you don't have in the budget for uh, furniture but you want to do rug pillows lighting accessories so they would come in and do that so you're still going to be paying a design fee and you know, designers work really hard. They deserve uh-huh. this fee. So that does need to be factored into it. So that's more interior styling and or an interior refresh. Now, if you want someone who will come in, like we talked about before that I do a lot, it's consulting where I come in, I give you everything that's not as common, but it would be under the term consulting and do with that. So you say, for instance, if you were to hire me and you purchased a two-hour block and we would come go through it all and then once that two hours is over then then the transaction I guess you could say is over okay. and then you would take it and run with it whereas if you're doing working with a designer for a full design or a refresh or styling the relationship continues on until the project is finished because they're more involved but because they're more involved you're going to be paying more so you really have to take a look at how much you have to spend it can range anywhere, honestly, from $75 an hour up to $500 an hour, depending wow, on the designer and the okay. service. So, And there are designers out there who do entire homes, and after they present the boards and you approve everything, that is all you have to do. And they do the rest, and it's expensive, but right. it's a lot of work. They earn it. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's okay, a lot of time sure. to, to work with co- subcontractors because they're essentially being the contractor for your project 
So yeah. they arrange for the painter and contractors and installation of floor and oh, wow. the yeah. the furniture. It's it's a big job. It's a lot of scheduled things. It so. is. It's a lot of moving pieces, and so they may be expensive, but they earn their money. It is worth right. every penny if you can afford to do that and you want to go that route. I have found that in Utah, especially with a lot of moms, they just not not just moms, just a lot of women. They want to be more involved uh-huh. in the decorating of yes. their home. Uh-huh. They that, don't yeah. just want to hand it over to someone else, and that's where. Uh, interior styling or consulting comes in because it gives you the professional information that you need to then do it yourself. Do it yourself. So it's a combination. Okay. It's 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 designer assisted DIY. <laughs> okay, I like that. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. that's those are the terms you'd look from a traditional designer at a firm, but a lesser one would be interior styling, refresh, or consulting. And you can just Google it and see what you can find locally. <laughs> okay. That's, wow, I'm learning so much. <laughs> There's a lot of these things that I'm like, I have no idea about. So this is really interesting oh, for me. Good. I, do you have any predictions What for the year? Because I know mm-hmm. we just, you know, we're, we're, we're in March. Is mm-hmm. there any, like, big predictions that you've been seeing at stores or trends that you see coming up? Well, I so the color of the year, the Pantone color of the year, I'm not sure if you've heard of yes. that. It's pretty popular, uh-huh. much more popular now with yeah. Pinterest than it ever was before. The color is living coral. So odds are we're going to <laughs> see that quite a bit more. But what I am seeing, too, is more nature brought into the home. I love that so much. Yes. That's me. I love it. Yeah. Well, as human beings, we need that yes, connection sure. to nature. And if we can bring it into your home in a meaningful way that that gives you that boost it just makes the whole environment so much better so i am seeing more nature i'm also and part of i'm I'm seeing a lot more social and and environmental responsibility with companies and with people people are making the choice themselves to not buy the fast fashion and fast design to to step back and and be more intentional in what they're choosing to put into uh-huh. their home. So I'm seeing a lot more intentionality when it comes to people's homes. Whereas I feel like in the past years ago, it was, well, everybody has blah, blah, blah. And so I need to have it too. And I th- feel like that is ha- happening a lot less, which, oh, kind, of, so which yeah. kind of leads me into what I think is happening, but also what I hope is happening is that people are taking a more personal and unique approach to decorating their homes that's wonderful that's really good i I really think i think we benefit from it it's it's easy to get pulled into into pinterest and all the pinterest perfection which isn't real we all need to remind ourselves of that but and you can find wonderful inspiration from pinterest you absolutely can but then you have to realize in this pinterest perfection i also need to to live in it and eat dinner and Uh do dishes and read a book on a comfortable sofa and spend time with my family and pursue my life. Uh (laughs) The life is what needs to take precedence and the environment needs to accommodate that. And I feel like people are really more along, you know, they're intentional in what they pick. They want it to be them. They want it to really reflect who they are as a person. And I think although it can take more time in the beginning, to really zero in on what your personal style is and your personal preference and what your family loves, 
action them along and they'll be happier with it. And once you get that information, as you're shopping and doing and walk, walking around, when you pick something up, you won't be asking yourself, is this what, is this the it item of the year? Is this what everyone is supposed to have? You'll be asking yourself, do I love it? Is yes. it beautiful? This, that's how we determine, and it's going to be different for every single person. Yeah. And that gives you, it just will make your home so much more inviting, so much more of a sanctuary, so much more personal and warm, and and it will actually make it go faster when you shop because you'll know as soon as you see it if you love it or not, and it won't matter if your neighbor has it. True. That's such a good advice because mm-hmm. even my mom, so mm-hmm. when we go shopping, we always look at each other and we're like, do I love this? Do I need this? You know, <laughs> and this goes for everything, not just home in general. Oh, absolutely. But everything, I'm like, do I love this? Do I need this in my <laughs> life? Can I take a few steps back? But yeah. now, just in three years, I'm doing the right you thing. Are. <laughs> I do that with my kids, too, yeah. because kids, I mean, obviously, we talk about budgeting. My girls are a little older, and so mm-hmm. we understand budgeting and stuff. But now it's like, it's not just money. It's no. space. How much of your life do you want to yeah. take spend taking care of this item? So when we're trying on clothes, yes, it's cute. Yes, it fits. But do you love it? Uh-huh. And then we take it a bit further because I, I'm frugal. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the cost of the item is. I'll be like, okay, so you like this, but do you $15 like it? Do you $30 yes. like okay. it? Okay. Do you like it that much? And now this is going to be a lot of information about our house, but my kids do extra chores to earn money. Uh-huh. And one of the ch- extra chores that they do or have done in the past, they now do it without pay because that's life, is cleaning toilets. And they would get okay. a dollar for cleaning the toilet because I hate cleaning toilets. Oh gosh, and it's worth a dollar to pay someone else to do it. And so when they would be looking, especially when they were little, and had a little bit less of a concept of money. Uh-huh. When they'd find something, they might be like, is that worth five toilets? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> How cute is that? I is that, that worth <laughs> ten toilets? Oh, my goodness. And okay, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it really simplifies oh, the, for sure. the thing. <laughs> and, and it's been great because, like, my kids, my oldest is 14. Uh-huh. And so I really... The reality of it is, and this has been hitting me really hard lately, in four years, she will be going away to college. Wow. That's like so fast. I know, right? <laughs> I think I just aged 10 years. No. But not at all, you guys. It's great. <laughs> oh, you are sweet. I love spending time with you. <laughs> yes. Any day. Anytime. <laughs> so, but the reality yeah. of it is, I want to send her to college knowing how to manage money and knowing sure. how to to create an environment in your home and and part of that is like do you love it this much that's what you need to do and we were we were at the mall having a, oh a mother daughter date oh my gosh it was amazing <laughs> anyway we were at the awesome. sh- we were at the store and it was a great store and we had fun and she found a Slytherin shirt so <gasps> my little redhead is a Slytherin to go to college maybe I, I don't remember such a cute store. Whatever store it was, it was adorable. And it had all this great stuff and she found the shirt and so she's red haired and she's a Slytherin. So I call her my cute. Weasley Slytherin. Oh and gosh. she found a Slytherin shirt that she loved and she tried it on and she had her own money to spend that she had been saving for a while and she tried it on and I was like, that's adorable. <laughs> I love it. And she's like, I love it too. And she's like, how much is it? And it was $30 I think. 
And she goes, I love it, but I, I don't forty dollars to oh. hit mom. I'm sorry. And I was like, That's okay. We'll just keep looking because somewhere out there yeah. there is a shirt that you thirty dollar love. True. And you'll have the thirty dollars to love it if you don't buy this thirty dollar shirt that you don't yeah. love a thirty dollars. That is such a great <laughs> principle. I'm gonna have to use that. I use it on yeah. myself too. I need to Do use I that really myself. love it? Do I love this? Do I thirty dollars love this? Do I thirty dollars love this? Yeah. And and part of it is I might be less frugal and more of a cheapskate. And it's getting worse as I get older. I am I mean but I think it's kinda cool in a way because I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people are just so obsessed with I need this, I need this trend, mm-hmm. I need this item because you know, everyone's doing so I need to spend the money. Right. But I love it when, you know, on the other side, you're like, well, do I do I really want, do I really need this? And I right. found myself stopping from shopping certain, mm-hmm. you know, buying certain things because yeah. I'm like, do I really need this in my house? Right. I don't I, know. Yeah. I think we're all getting, and that's the fast fashion part, that we're uh-huh. all kind of moving away from it. And yeah. with my kids, we're pretty honest about money and different things like that. And the things you have to remember is... You have to make sure you $30 love it. But also, are you living your life as environmentally responsible as you can? Because all of this fast fashion after, I mean, we've all done it, right? Uh You buy the cheap t-shirt that's super cute, and after five washes, it's full of holes. And it ends up in the dump. And so it's the same kind of thing. If we can find things secondhand, whether it be clothing or home decor, we're giving it a whole new life, and it doesn't end up in the dump. And we pay less, but also we're giving the earth a chance to to not have more and more and more and more produced. Uh-huh. So it is. I love that. I'm kind of a hippie. I don't know if I told you no, about that. I'm a bit that. of a tree hugger. I love so that. <laughs> I'm a little so I get it. <laughs> fun conversation you guys i'm having so much fun but i do want to talk about your staging guide because i feel like that's important and i want our listeners to know a little bit more about it yes so a few years ago i wrote a staging book just because i found that a lot of the times like i'm giving the same advice i can't go to everyone's homes not everyone can afford to have someone come or if you you know live far away but it's it's advice. I mean, we've all Googled things, right? True. And you Google and you see all this information and so much of it can contradicts each other and, and that sort of thing. So I wrote this book that with the idea that it's kind of like a workbook. You can print it out if you want. At the end, there are actually worksheets for each of the Ooh. major rooms. Okay. So as you walk through the rooms, it guides you through it. And it, you actually could use it if you were wanting to... Um, simplify your home a little bit more and you don't totally know where to start it it does walk you through it so it is technically staging but it would help even if you aren't staging your home and if you just want to to simplify and um i go room by room i actually talk about closets i talk about pantries the whole nine yards (laughs) thank you i am in your closets there's no safe place for me (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah, so I, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, you're fine. <laughs> anyway, so this book is great. I really like it, and um, I, I would hope I'd like it since I wrote it. But right. it really walks you through it, and it and I kind of talk about a few things that you may not think about when you're selling your home. Okay. For instance, one of the biggest things, 
your medicine cabinet. Like, what do you think? You think, oh, just make sure it looks clean, right? Except for your old prescriptions from that surgery you had last year. Uh, Yes, there are people that keep that that stuff around. Yeah, yeah, and uh, if you're having an open house or whatever, a real estate agent does not follow people from room to room to room to room. They walk through, and that is one way that people can get access to drugs. And so you need to remember that you pack up your medications and take them with you. That's why I just like, just take them with you to wherever you're going. Never thought about that before. Most people don't because everyone has this vision of a cute little couple or family walking through their house. Uh Um, And they may look like that, absolutely. But especially, it's even more so with an open house because they're not coming with agents. It's just people going from house to house Uh and so um yeah you definitely want to pack that up valuables jewelry has been stolen that sort of thing that we just don't think about but yeah so i do kind of dive into that a little bit more and then if you opt to not print it out you can still print out the worksheets at the end they're in a pdf format so you can just print them out and and write it all down and um take notes and and it really it simplifies things for you. And I do talk about one of my other favorite phrases in the book. Is Which phrase is it? <laughs> <laughs> it goes along with the budgeting. Is that as little as possible is not a budget. Oh, okay. Because you cannot ever succeed on that. No, yeah. I mean, we've all been in a spot where literally our budget is zero. And that's totally fine. But you have a defined thing, and you know if you did it for zero, then you're great. You're doing good. But if you're saving your house, they say anywhere from 1% to 3% of what you want to sell your home for is what you should be investing in staging it. Oh, So just fun fact there. Okay. But also, I mean, if you think about it, if you decide you want to refresh your family room and your budget is as little as possible, and you spend $150. You're like, it looks good, you're happy with it, you love it, but you spent $150. Or you can set aside $300 for refreshing, and you spend $150. You spent the same amount of money, but because you had a budget and you knew what you didn't, you know, what you wanted, you're willing to be like, I did all this and I'm $150 under budget. You spend the same amount, but your personal satisfaction is so different. And a lot of times, as little as possible or nothing is not a reasonable approach. It's just not a reasonable expectation. And so you need to know that and know what your budget is. Your budget can be $100, Uh and that's totally fine. It can be $50, and that can be like a goal for you. I want to redo this room, and I don't want to spend more than $50. But if you don't have a goal in mind and a budget in mind, you won't know if you succeeded or not. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. definitely as little as possible is not a budget. Set it whatever it is. But my other tip, which I don't think is in the book, if you have. (laughs) This will be my last one. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a major remodel that you're doing, you should have a cushion to your budget. Because. Always, 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 mm-hmm. something will come up. Oh, for sure. Every time, for because sure. it's a house, and we're yeah. human, and things come up. 
but you need to have that it budget it into your time and budget it into your money. You can say like realistically, I only want to spend five thousand dollars remodeling my kitchen by myself, okay. but I'm going to set aside six thousand because you just never know. And that's a cushion, and you know, make your selections under the five thousand. But know that you have that money. When we remodeled our kitchen, we found like random pipes, and we oh. <laughs> they they weren't built into the house. We had to keep them, and so we had to adjust all of our cupboards around these pipes. And it was fine. It actually didn't cost us any money because we didn't move them, but it cost us time because we had to figure out how to plan around it. Replan it. Okay. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Great advice. I have learned so much about <laughs> this. And uh, when I do get a house, whenever I do purchase <laughs> a home, I'm going to call you. Absolutely. Sherry, come over. And It'll be fun. Fix my stuff up. <laughs> well, I'll work my lab magic wand on yes, you. Yes. <laughs> I would love that. So we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to test your rooftop knowledge. I want to see. <laughs> We're going to play a fun little game, and we'll just kind of see what you know about your home state, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be right back, guys. And we're back. Okay, so I'm really excited for this game. I want to test your knowledge on this. So <laughs> I have this fun little jar that I put a bunch of questions about Utah, and some of them are just random fun questions that I maybe want to know about you. So <laughs> if you don't mind, go ahead and pick one and read it for us and tell us what you think. Oh, Okay. This is a true Utah question. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yes. Are you a fry sauce fan? <laughs> Ooh, that's such an important question. Yes, I am, but I am particular about yeah. my fry sauce. Okay. So we make it at home occasionally. I don't know if you've ever made fry yes. sauce at mm -hmm. home. Do you add Delicious. mustard? No. Wait. You, you need to add a little I bit of mustard. Add mustard. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what gives it a little bit of kick. Add a little bit of mustard <gasps> to it. I'm going to have to go home and try that. <laughs> I just changed your life for wow, you. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It's so good. But so my favorite fry slash fry sauce place uh -huh. is Astro Burger. Have you ever Ooh, been there? It's been a long time, but they're I can't amazing. remember now. Their fries and their fry sauce and their hamburgers. Amazing. It's, oh my gosh, so good. It okay. is in the best. And we used to live right by one, so... It was all the time. Oh, yeah. And you could smell it. Oh, it was painful. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, okay. our kids even will be like, I, I want Astro Burger. You know, let's drive yeah. 30 minutes to get to oh an Astro okay. Burger. They're that good. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to go there soon. You really should. Try their fry sauce They're and the fries. best. They're the best. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that was a really good question. Let's see. What else you got? Okay. Let's Ooh, what is the state animal of Utah? Ooh, I want to know what you think because so everyone gets this wrong. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing because the one I'm thinking of, I don't know if it's considered a state animal or a state bird because it's the That's California exactly gull, but it's the state bird. Huh? Uh -huh. I think the animal, okay, we studied Utah history because we homeschooled for three years, and, okay. and so I was actively involved to think I know like I think our state bug is a bee yes and then the California gull which is funny because it has the name of a different state in the title Ooh. and then oh, I'm thinking it's like some type of cat okay. am I close no <laughs> <laughs> well that's the first person yeah. that said that okay I'm thinking it was 
like a cougar or something. Okay, I can um, see that. But okay. you drink a lot here. What is it? You ready for this? Yes. It's the Rocky Mountain elk. Oh, yeah. that's right. They're everywhere. They are. <laughs> I see them all the time. Yeah. I'm not even a Utah girl anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's how we all have felt so far <laughs> from this game, you guys. <laughs> At least I'm not the only one. No, you're definitely not the only one. Okay, okay. let's see what else you got. Okay. What is the Utah State nickname? Um, the Beehive State. Yes, that is correct. We are industrious people. Uh-huh. Okay, let's see. What is the Utah State mineral? <gasps> oh, if I'm going to get this wrong, my kids are going to be mad at me because we're totally into rocks and minerals. Oh, you surely know this one, I too. should. <laughs> Is it copper? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, you should know this. <laughs> I would be sad if I didn't. You did really good. I'm proud. I'm very proud right oh, now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's see what else there is. Staying in or going out? Ooh. So, okay. For the most part, I would call... I call myself a social introvert because I like okay. to socialize. I love yeah. to be with people and talk and stuff like that. But to be emotionally like re refilled, I tend to want to be by myself. So, but with the staying in and stay or going out, honestly, if it's winter, staying Stay in. in I'm sure. always cold. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so cold. Me too. But I think because I like to stay in so much, when I do go out, it's a real treat. Ooh, so okay. it is nice that I, as you know, I uh -huh. sometimes have to be talked into going yes, to you things. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. <laughs> yep. If it's cold outside, it's almost definitely no. <laughs> but yeah, even when it's not cold outside, I sometimes need. But the gen generally. Uh -huh. I don't regret going. I'm glad that I go, but I sometimes need some talking into. <laughs> oh, I mean, and I'm okay with doing the talking into. Right, you have talked yeah. me into things. I have, it's great. and I'm so glad I did. I'm glad you did, too. I had yeah, a great time. Me, too. It was fun having you, you there, you know? Right, it was really fun. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so okay. I keep expecting you to, like, read me the next question, even though they're right I'm here. I'm sorry. I know. No, you're I, totally I changed fine. things up here, you guys, I so know. this is new. <laughs> Change is good. Okay, uh -huh. what is the Utah State fruit? Ooh, <gasps> that's a good one, too. <sighs> okay. I don't know, so I'm going to guess. Okay. I'm going to guess the peach, because of Brigham City. Okay, that's close. Is that not it? It's not. Okay. It's actually a cherry. A cherry? Yeah. Which, oh. if you think about it, I mean, mm -hmm. at least I used to live up in Yakimis, and oh. there's so many cherry trees Were there everywhere. a lot of cherry trees? Mm -hmm. I yeah. did not know. Well, that's exciting, because we go every year to a pick-your-own cherry <gasps> orchard up yeah. in Utah County. Oh, my gosh. I've it's never heard of fabulous. it. It's okay. fabulous. Okay. It's Butcher Family Orchard. <gasps> okay. I believe they're on Facebook, if you look under Butcher Family Orchard. Okay. I actually first heard about them because my neighbor is their daughter. <gasps> And it is so fun. I love oh it. And they're so, they're so delicious, They're too. so delicious. And they're just up in the Fruits, Fruit Heights area, so they're not far from oh, okay. Salt Lake yeah, at yeah. all. And I don't remember I don't remember the price. I mean, obviously, it's good. It's the ground, and they have these beautiful metal buckets. Oh, and good. you can just go from tree to tree and pick however many and whatever kind you want. I think they have two different kinds. Uh -huh. And 
were just running through this orchard and it was it was like it was like out of an Instagram story kind of experience. We would because it looks like it's not real because it's so wonderful and fun, but it was totally real and I loved it. Okay, I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, so they have cherries in June. That's the other thing people don't realize that cherry season is actually June, not July. Interesting. Yeah, by July they're pretty much gone, and then they have apples in the fall, and you can usually start picking apples in September. Okay. So, and I actually I like to can, and so we made cherry jam and we bottled just the cherries by themselves and we did cherry juice and we froze cherry for for smoothies (gasps) and it was wonderful wonderful. yeah that sounds delicious it is okay it is just a glorious doesn't look like it could be real but it's totally real super fun experience i'm gonna add this to my summer bucket list that sounds amazing absolutely do it it's so so fun you just need to call ahead to make an appointment of when you go there okay so they're not open all the time because it's on their personal property so you call and have have like a time frame when you're there and they're so cute and they're so cute with my kids it was just the best I'm so excited, you guys. I'm definitely going to add this to my list and go with my kids. Do, definitely. It's so fun. You know what? This has been so much fun. It has been so fun. I loved it. Catching up with you. I feel like I haven't seen her in so long. I know. Since that time you talked me into going out. Yep. I talked her into going to a blogger event with me, and I'm glad that she did. I'm glad I went to. Well, this is really perfect because um, I had a 40 before 40 list which I didn't get done because I knew, so I'm doing a 40 in my 40s list. I love that. And one of the things on my list was to be on a podcast. So it's perfect that my bucket list friend asked me to do this, (laughs) and now I've crossed something off my bucket list. (laughs) I am so happy I could help you with that. Me too. It's so exciting. (laughs) It's been fun. Oh, I'm so glad. It's been so much fun. Okay, guys, so I do, you know, want to leave you with a little bit more. Um, will you share your socials, where we can find you, and yes. any discount codes or anything that you might have for our yes. listeners today? I have all of those things. Yes. So <laughs> I was previously known as AskADesignerNow.com, but my ADD brain needs a little bit more flexibility. So I'm now at ArtLifeAndDesign.com. So we can do art, life, and design. All of it. It's all going to be there. And you can find me on on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter under Art, Life, and Design. I love that. Yeah, it's okay, so, so fun. Yeah. I needed something that gave me a little bit more wiggle room because sometimes I want to do design and sometimes I want to do art and sometimes I want to share a recipe. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm... Art, life, and design for all of those things, and um, and then oh, also I do have that book on staging, and just for your listeners, I have a special code. I normally sell it for ten dollars, but if you enter the code Nina Talks, it will be eighty percent off. So it's only two dollars. Oh my gosh! And you it'll guys. be super. It's great information, and even if you don't have plans to move now, you may move in the future. So you should go ahead and go online and download it. And um, the other thing I wanted to share is with my with my old website, and I'm continuing it with my new website. Is I do answer questions, design questions. So if you have design questions or you're not quite sure 
about certain things, you can go ahead and contact me through my website or through my Facebook page or even through Instagram. And I will most likely uh, do a blog post about it. And we've talked about some great things. We've talked about cleaning cupboards. We've talked about, um, uh, oh, I forgot the term all of a sudden. <laughs> accent walls, because oh, I have yeah. strong okay. feelings on accent walls. Oh, yeah. So we've addressed quite a few things, and I love answering questions. So if you have any design questions that you really want answered that aren't in the book, which is completely possible since the book only addresses staging, you can give me your contact, and I'll let you know if we if we post it on the blog. And again, for the book, it is Nina Talks, just <laughs> like the podcast. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> okay, so you definitely have to come back. Come back. Yes, I yes, would love that. that would be fun. We could answer questions yes. here, or we could do the shopping kit yes. thing. We'll have to do and that on Instagram because we'll we're visual that. people. We yes. are very visual, so yes. we'll have to do all that. There's so many things I could talk about for hours because I really like to talk. Really, <laughs> no, this is so enjoyable for me. I've been having so much fun. It you guys. has I been so much fun. Just <laughs> old friends catching up. It yeah. really is. You know, it's it's awesome. that's really what it is. We just happen to have microphones, but uh-huh. everything else is just catching just up. Catching <laughs> <laughs> pretty much so i really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode i am gonna have the show notes with all of this information on and you know um sari's um links so that way you guys can follow her and uh, you know get to know her a little bit more i feel like we've learned so much today and uh, 